You're listening to The Walkout live on the Giggles Live Radio Network. It's October 30th, 2022. It's right around 7 p.m. if you're uh, listening specific standard time. My buddy Mark the Menace Young is right sitting across from me on his telephone. Yes, sir. Looking up good information for you people. Oh, okay. Looking up some info for Always, up, up stuff coming and uh, stuff past. Yeah, stuff that happened and, and stuff coming forward, man. So how's your weekend been, man? We're, we're uh, Halloween's tomorrow, so there's so a lot of different crazy stuff probably went on over the weekend. Yeah, Halloween is is uh, definitely upon us tomorrow. Of course, I just have a a nine year old that needs to and wants to go out, so I gotta maneuver that with still having uh, to work Monday. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. It is weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm all right with it. I just, uh, you know, I know he wants to, you know, get in his little Naruto costume and run around the neighborhood and and ask people for candy. And I want the guy to have a good time. So I'm hoping that it all works out uh, tomorrow. I always just want to go buy my kids a bag of candy and go, let's just stay in. Right. I'll put on some lights. You can dance. Whatever you want to do. Let's just right. not go through the neighborhood. I don't really yeah. feel like walking among <laughs> all those people all the time, man. I always give my son like this. Um, it's like a little ultimatum. It's like you know we will walk like thirty minutes, or if we're in a neighborhood, we're gonna clear so many blocks. And when we're done with those, we done, bro. You know your bag if it's filled with candy, it ain't like you about to eat it all anyway. Right. You know you're only gonna eat a little bit of it, and your mom's probably gonna take. A good portion, you know, because how mom's always, let me see what you have. I'm take out bad candy. Yeah. So, you know, I already. I don't like the wrapper on these Tootsie hey, Rolls. Hey, there you go. My mom used to be infamous. We used to go out, come back. Uh, have, she'd say, give me the bags. And just, she'd say, pick one thing out that you want right now. And I, when I'm finished going through the candy bag, I'll give them back. Like, mom, are you serious? Uh, yeah. That's how you gonna do us? You wilding. She, you know, nope, you need to check them. And she would. Well, you know that the whole razor blade in the candy stuff, that, yeah. that's an, a total urban legend. Like, that's, it's there's really, it's no, that's never happened. Like, as far as I know, that's never, ever happened. That's just an excuse parents use to get to your candy well, first. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I had to throw about 32 pieces away because it was a bunch of razor blades in your stuff. Thankfully, you got parents who love you, yeah. And we're gonna be back in a little bit. Urban legend, like your parents <laughs> talking about some, like, like. So, mom, what you saying is some man sat around, literally inserting razor blades in the candy. Yeah, my like Kit Kat full of razor blades. I'd have see if I was smart as I, I am now. I'd have been like, so, mom, what you're saying is he's grinding up the razor blades because <laughs> how can he put a whole razor blade in the candy? I'm just trying to figure it out, Mom. If you're looking for razor blades, why'd my Skittles disappear? Yeah, like, you know, that's was real weird, Mom. You want some funny bullshit? Then I got slapped across the room. You know? Now, did you, uh, did you get the store-bought costumes, or did you get to be the... We got to be, what, the, what in the day, we used to call hobos every year. Oh, yeah, you know, that's weird. Uh, I, I heard a, a few people this, this weekend, uh, you know, some friends of mine, they were like, yeah, I remember... Just dressing up like a baseball player who got beat up with a black eye because that was like your parents would tell you to use your old baseball outfit mm-hmm. and, and, and just draw a black eye. Or I was a, a you a only ghost. played little league that one half a season until you broke your leg and right. you still got the uniform. So you're gonna be a baseball player, baseball for player, Halloween and for Thanksgiving. You are maybe right. Easter. I was a I was a ghost before. Uh, I, one year, my aunt dressed me up as Baby Huey. I actually thought that that was a good idea. 
I did, you know, I was a kid, but I, I, she's like, I'm going to dress you up as Baby Huey. And I thought, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and she, she showed it to me. I was thinking, okay. And then she literally put me in like these little weird little bloomer things and dressed me up like fucking Baby Huey. And I, <laughs> I went around and I always remember that, my aunt. Dressed, aunt I, I remember that, man. He dressed me up as Baby Huey. Why are you try to play me out? That's hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely uh, you know did that. But this year, uh, I went to a uh, a Halloween party for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, was yesterday, yeah, last night, not last night, Saturday night, and uh, yeah, Saturday. So look, bro, I'm so look, bro. I don't even know what day I'm in. It's Sunday. It, it's Sunday today. I know for a fact because the 49ers just whip the crap out of the Rams, and that happens on Sundays when it happens. That's your team. My team is the 49ers. Yeah, you love the 49ers. Them announced the, so the 49ers were down 14 to 10, and the announcers, the, the, the 49ers were down 14 to 10. The Rams had the ball, and the announcers were just talking about the game like it was shut case, like the Rams had shut the door, and the 49ers are dealing with this elite team. And then the 49ers just completely took over. There, it wasn't wow. even a, it wasn't like, you know, I heard people go, "Man, what a comeback!" I'm like, it wasn't a comeback because they weren't ever behind. <laughs> they were, they had a different score, they had a lower score, but they right. weren't behind. There's a, okay. there's a big difference. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you. you know, how many fights? How many fights have you watched? How many fights were you watch where the person who's ahead on the scorecard is still the biggest risk to get knocked the fuck out? Yeah, you're right. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of fights. And that's what it's like in football too. When you have the tools and the systems working, because because football is a long term game. Football, you, you know, you're gonna go those five rounds. Right. You're going all four quarters no matter what in football. For sure. So you start pounding and pounding, and you start creating those vulnerabilities, and you hope those vulnerabilities start opening up, and that's what they do. And so when you when you have some bullshit score like fourteen to ten early in the game, and you know both offenses are capable of turning it on, both defenses are capable of shutting it out. You can't act like the game's over, man. And it's just stupid. Understood. And, and the 49ers just, kicked, they stomped them, dude. It was great. Wow. Yeah. That's good, bro. I bet you were happy. Yeah, it was good. It was fun because I, my- I was at, over there at the house with the kids and we were just oh, all having right fun. On. Yeah, it was a good time. That is cool. We ordered like a that. celebration pizza and everything. It was dope. That's how, y'all, I like how you do that, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do that there. I try, yep. try to watch all my games with my kids. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. My, my uncle, he loves the Raiders, but I don't think they did well today. I, I was. Uh, oh no, they did not. Yeah, I was having lunch by myself because I love. Man, I really love to just do things on my own. Um, I bet it's just I don't know. I, you know, some people say I can't go at a movie by myself or I can't just sit down and have lunch by myself. What well, I can, I enjoy it. I enjoy just sitting there with no one bothering me and I don't have to entertain and I can just like eat food at my pace and think about what I want to think about and people watch which is something i like doing i don't know why it just i can just look around and just like see people doing their living their random lives yeah because you're not responsible to anybody you can just kind of enjoy the moment you can relax yep and feel like i mean present but i'm also yeah so you know yeah yeah so it's it's, that's definitely i i I got sidetracked because I, i said something to you about it and just spending time by myself so i went to eat i went that's what i did i was uh, at toppers oh, nice. and i was eating but on the tv the raiders game was on 
And so I, right at that point, I was thinking, I was looking at the scores like 24 to 0 or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was thinking, oh, my uncle's going to be super upset, man. I was like, that's his team. But he says they never do well. They've had a rough year. I don't They've understand. had a very rough yeah, year. Yeah, like I don't know much about football, but I was asking him, like, what do you think your team needs? And he was like, oh. He's like, I don't know, man. And, you know, he says, I like the quarterback, but maybe a new quarterback. He goes, you know, maybe a coach that, you know, is enthusiastic. I, you know. Yeah. I mean, really, when it's because I look at the Raiders and every week as they lose, I'm like, that's the best team with that many losses this wow. this year in particular. And then they're just not they're just not winning. And it yeah. is really hard to point, put the finger on what it is that's wrong with them. Yeah. And so when it, when you can't really put the finger on what what the problem is, a lot of times it's the leadership. You know, you're not getting the motivation, you're not getting the leadership, they're not getting the examples set for you. And you know, you know, Carr's. A, I think Carr's a great quarterback and a great person. I don't, maybe not a great quarterback, but he's. A, I think he's a serviceable quarterback. Right. But maybe he's outstayed as well. Welcome in the Raiders. His story at the Raiders has not always been a good one okay and it's not that he's bad and i think he's a good quarterback but i I think that maybe they need something that they could be more energetic about like you're saying maybe bring somebody in you know not maybe a younger player maybe somebody who's athletic that you know runs a little more or something like that like something um something that just revitalizes the team where the team's like oh this is our guy you know or go out get a franchise guy you know just I don't know, but it just seems like maybe that that could be it. And definitely coaching would be an issue, too. You know, coaching yeah. is, is weird because they lost Gruden in that really weird way, really abruptly. And they were so excited. They had the new stadium and then they had their the coach. What, that they happened, to the, what happened to their coach? Gruden? What, well, again, um, no, again, I don't know about football. So what happened? Well, he had uh, he had done some bad tweets or said Ooh. some bad things. And I can't remember. I, I don't remember how malicious they are. I don't remember how. And so I can't really put my finger on exactly what it okay. was. But it was definitely enough for him to lose his job. Was it like Kanye stuff? He was saying some bad stuff, bro? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was... I don't remember if it was derogatory. I don't remember if it was. I don't. I just don't remember. Mm. I don't remember if it had something to do with the Me Too stuff. I don't remember if it was. I just, oh, okay. I'd have to go look back. Okay. I try that kind of stuff. I don't focus on that much. When I did uh, when I did the sports for the radio station, I, I intentionally left that kind of stuff out. Right. Like if a player killed somebody in a drunk driving accident, I did. I left it out because I didn't feel like. That's my my minute isn't to bring you know yeah you're, you're talking about sports not about yeah yeah what they did in their life like, right right I understand bro yeah I'd rather that that be kind of removed and I think because I because I, I really feel like that's where ESPN lost me because ESPN started going way into that and it's really not talking even about, about sports yeah. anymore you're right you know ESPN, what I mean ESPN we just talk about sports and what that person has brought to sports. That's about it. We don't talk about their personal life and yeah, you know what they do or what they did. And the politics—they're always talking about their politics. It's always about that stuff. And you're like, man, just—I love. And then their thirty for thirty series, I love. It. I don't think I've seen one of those documentaries that I didn't like, but I don't want that all day. For sure. If I tr- if I turn on if I turn on Sports Center, I want to see scores. I want to see highlights. I want to see like what we have to look forward to. Right. I don't want to see these big, long, drawn-out things about this and that. Like, I just want to enjoy 
Sports. That's what I go that's on there for. There. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Tell me I'm some stats. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Put another show on after that for that. Let me right. let people stick around for the drama, you know. Yeah. But it's is it, you know, that's where ESPN kind of lost me on that. And there really is no sports network that's really like that. That's 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 just sports. You know, uh my 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 uncle um his son's really really good at sports. And this is something that uh I think they should that I, I think he's going to do a children's sportcasting. Right. Where children actually are the sportscasters to two, 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 two youngsters, like his son uh-huh. and his son's friend. And, you know, they actually sit around on a little table. They're dressed up and they actually do it. Nice. That's great. That would be pretty cool. Speaking of youngsters and sportscasting, that's a terrible segue. But <laughs> I have somebody on the line, I believe, who is extremely special to me. I okay. Know, I, I know I've talked to you about him before. Right. Um, I don't I don't know his uh, MMA resume. I know it's, it's much greater and more vast than mine. Um, but I do know that I love him, and I know that I, I enjoyed the many comedy shows we did together. Um you're not nobody's allowed to call him Donnie but me. So Donnie, okay. are you there, buddy? Oh, hold on a second. Somehow you're not uh, coming through the board. Maybe I have one more. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, there we go. There we go. You, you should be there now, Donnie. Sorry about that, buddy. You there? Yep. All right. How's it going, bro? Not much, man. I'm just chilling in my cabin right now. In your cabin? Dude, I live in an A-frame cabin in the woods. It's amazing. Are you serious right now? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, it's on a place called Lake Desolation, and I love it. <laughs> Are you serious? Is there really a place called Lake Desolation? Yep, and they find one dead body here a year. <laughs> <laughs> on average or just as a rule? Like, literally every year. They can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like a fabulous place to live. Keep your eyes open and your doors locked. <laughs> I one time had a moose stalk me here, so that was fun, too. So, yeah, so really, I'm living it up. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were li- like, I, you, you're like, oh, I'm going back to New York, and I'm thinking that you're living at the top of a high rise in a, you know, a broom closet. Dude, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Well, then why didn't you bring me with you? I mean, you know. You don't fit in my suitcase that well, but hey, you're welcome to come out anytime. <laughs> Sir, your 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 carry on is three hundred pounds over the limit. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you, buddy? Just to, just so everybody knows, I just I want to give the little backstory of how we met. Actually, why don't you tell how we met? Because it's kind of a fun story. Oh God, that was a miserable night, and then meeting you made it all better. Oh. Um, so I was downstairs in the locker room where I was getting ready for a fight, and this kid named Philip, last minute, drops out of his fight. We're talking about 20 minutes. He was the first fight of the night. Everyone's trying to inspire him. Cub Swanson was there. Everyone's trying their best to inspire him. It's not working. So I come over, and I just start tearing. Him. I'm being a jerk. I'm a horrible human being. I'm not going to quote everything I said because some of it's not exactly here. I'll get canceled. But, like, I was just so angry. <laughs> So one of the guys there says to me, wow, you're funny. You ever want to try stand-up? And then I go, sure. And then he introduced me to you. (laughs) And that guy was Michael Gross. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Mike Gross. Yeah, and so we ended up, uh, you ended up fighting that evening. And then we we ran into each other backstage. 
and uh, your eye was so swollen when you came up and started talking to me because you had to look at me at a, from a weird angle. So, yep. so I still like remember the difference, and I remember it took me a minute when I because we saw each other again at comedy. Like I think you you came to a show like pretty quickly after that, and your eye was better. Two weeks later, and I didn't recognize you because you didn't have the big ass swollen eye. <laughs> and I had no idea how big the we were at the Irvine Improv Comedy Club. I remember it was a ten to fifteen minute bit you gave me to right. do. That was right, and I. I didn't realize that was a big deal because I'm like, yeah, I could talk for that long. And I'd go out there, i do pretty good for myself, and i come back, and you hug me like, I didn't think you were going to be any good. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> and I never did stand-up comedy. I never even did open mic night. I practiced at the time where I didn't have a job yet because I was living, I was homeless living in California in a van. And so I, the only way I paid my bills was like Uber, and that's how I practiced was I would practice my comedy bit on my Uber drivers. <laughs> He would call me and say, "Hey, this one worked with a this one worked with one of my Uber passengers or whatever, right?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" But that is an that's, that's how I practice. That is like brilliant. That's brilliant on how you would you know get find if your material is good. But he went up. So so this is what was great, Donnie. So you went up and you told stories that had beginnings, they had middles, and they had ends. And you and you did them in an order that made sense and was flowing, and so it was it was a good serviceable fifteen minutes. Like it was a good fifteen minutes, especially for your first time up. It was an amazing fifteen minutes, and um, and it that's like a natural kind of a thing because the way you put it together was really um, like you knew what you were doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and people were like, "Where'd you get your material from?" Like my life, my life's just a giant joke it really is like, <laughs> i mostly just made fun of myself and i still to this day my opening line i would have introduce me is like they would mention my mma resume make me sound all badass and i get out there you look at me and i would say i get it you guys were expecting someone who looked a lot tougher and meaner and then i come out and you're like this guy looks like the secret love child of ellen degeneres right <laughs> and that was my opening line and right away people get real comfortable and then you just realize it's really goofy <laughs> <laughs> we did a few shows together though man you always did well and you always had uh people always asked about you afterwards always. oh dude i miss it sometimes people are still asking about you bro <laughs> oh god i can't believe how far i went with it too man like i think my last show was like a half hour or some shit nice see i don't remember gotta get back in it man Oh, there's like one comedy show here, and the issue is like half the people here know me, and I'm like, Ugh. it was much easier when the half the crowd didn't know who I was. <laughs> that's one of you know what? That's one of the um, that's one of the problems that a lot of comedians stand, and you probably experienced this in the rap world, right? Right. Where you invite all your friends out before you're good, for sure. So they come out, they come out to your show. They're the like, man. I can't wait yeah. to see my buddy. I can't yeah. wait to support him. And yeah. then you go out, and you're good for your where you're at in your career for sure you're good for open mic night but they just know they don't know you're at open mic night they just know you told them been telling them that you're a comedian for six months yeah <laughs> they just know that so they come out well, and the see issue you and I, like, ran into. Oh. <laughs> I remember the last show i did was when i managed to like do something more local because i remember i was driving a couple hours to get to you sometimes yeah so i remember the last show i did with you i brought a lot of people that all worked with me and a lot of them, the issue is, in real life, all I do is make corny, stupid dad jokes all the time. Right. Constantly. And so my friends are like, dude, you're not that funny. I'm like, dude, just come to the show. You'll see. 
And then I get done, like, wait, you're actually funny? I'm like, yeah, like, why don't you tell funny jokes? And I'm like, because those ones don't entertain me as much. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather make you cringe. I'd rather make you just question why you're friends with me. That's really, I, I like to see people roll their eyes and get annoyed. <laughs> see, that's the, is that what draws you to being a kid's coach? Because you do, you, you've run successful kids programs for a while and you're, I oh, can imagine yeah. that they love that because that's, that's the kind, my kids love that really goofy humor like that. The proudest moments of my life is when the parents come in and they tell me they're just like, so my kid said something the other day and they, they'll quote it to me like, yeah, that was me. Like. <laughs> The kid could become like a freaking UFC champ, and no, if you quote my jokes, that right there is a prouder moment for me. There you go. Wow, <laughs> that's I like it. I love being weird to my to my kids. They, they if I'm not acting weird or funny to them, then they don't think I'm normal. So it, yeah. I love that's that. Sick. Yeah, something's wrong with them. Well, unfortunately, it also pisses off my girlfriend. But you know, it's whatever. <laughs> So how's the girlfriend doing? How is that? How's all the uh, the fight world going on on there? Oh, dude! Are we allowed? Right. Are we allowed to talk about any of that publicly? I should have oh, asked you yeah. that I don't time. give a shit. All right, let's Look, talk about it. Look, if I get it. in trouble, it's whatever. So, my girl recently, uh, I want to say back in July or August, got ran over while she was on her motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Came out with six stitches. That was it. Wow! Like literally, got ran over six stitches. And so we had to pull her from her recent fight. She's fighting in three weeks now. And literally, like, her, I, I spent the night at her house taking care of her dog for her, and we had plans. One, two, more rolls around. I'm like, she's not home. And I'm like, you know what? She's, she's working late. It's fine. I go to sleep. I wake up at five. She still ain't home. Her phone got destroyed in the accident. I'm trying to call her. It's going straight to voicemail. I'm like, something ain't right. So I ended up. I looked at the, instead of panicking, I panicked for like 30 seconds. And then I go, wait. So I looked at the map where she works. I go, all right, next closest hospital. So I call Albany Med. And they're like, yeah, she's here. I'm like, okay, cool. So this is the fucked up part. So I say to the guy, is she okay? He says, hold on, comes back. Says, all right, I got permission. He says, she was in a horrendous accident. Again, making it sound like it was bad. Like, she got messed up. Don't get me wrong. She's banged up pretty bad road rash. But... Mm -hmm. He made it sound like like she was just like in a hospital bed, like in casts. And I said to him, I go, is she going to survive? And his response was, well, just as much as you and I are. I'm like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so, yeah. And a month before that, she was in her car and some kid was speeding down the road and just rear-ended her and smashed her into a bus. And so, like, she lost two vehicles in the span of a month. Wow, so she's like yeah. she's beating up vehicles to prepare for her fights. Exactly, and so like now, now she's doing great. She's fighting in a few weeks for a belt, so I'm excited for her. She fights primarily in Muay Thai and mostly with me as well. So I'm a little worried about you, brother. <sighs> Come save me! That's all I gotta say. <laughs> about Come save me! <laughs> Dang it! Well, we should have done video. Way. We could have had him blink three times if he needed help. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's put it this way. All right, my girl has more tattoos than me. Training Muay Thai. She's training knife fighting. She primarily enjoys riding motorcycles, and she has a CDL license that drives trucks for Amazon. Like, wow, she's way tougher and cooler than I am. That's that's crazy. Yeah, he he is. You have found you a catch, Donald. I'll tell you that. 
I don't know if we want to call it a catch or if I'm just trapped. <laughs> so are we gonna? Uh, can we promote her fight coming up, or do you have oh, any other yeah. fights you want to promote? Tell, tell us what the tell us the details so people can tune in and check it so out. So she's fighting for the number one contender to fight for the K1 title for Gladius fights in um, a place called Horsehead, New York. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just opposite of Horse Butt, New York. <laughs> In real I know, life. hilarious. Is that like real? <laughs> Mark, Mark literally just looked at my face like, and he goes, really? Is that real? <laughs> so Horsehead, New York yes. is a real place. Horsebutt horse, is... <laughs> yes, Horsebutt, New York is a real place. Whoa. Horsebutt, New York. <laughs> hey, where you live? I'm in, I live in Horsebutt. I live in Horses, I used to. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, January 21st, I will be making my pro MMA debut at Donnie Brook Fight Promotion in Barry, Vermont. What? When is it again? Wow. Tw- January 21st. January 21st, my brother. January 21st. Well, we're going to have you on many times. Mark down the calendar. And then. We're excited. That's exciting, bro. I'm so And this stoked. one has a, a link that you can watch it too. Yeah? Well, I have those other links, but that has nothing to do with your fighting, buddy. No, that's just the feet picks. <laughs> <laughs> I pay for those. You can't out me on that. <laughs> I pay for the unmarked packagings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, too, man. We got to get you out of here and get you up on our stages. We're uh, we're still going strong over at the hangar bar over here in Santa Paula and you know, we're still popping into Oxnard doing, uh, we still do levity every once in a while, but the, we did the Magnavino Cellars over there off of <coughs> Rice Road, man. It, it was a blast. We got, you time. would love this spot, man. Oh, Talking man. about a great place to tell some stories at. So I know. I keep on seeing you guys pop up, especially you, Sarah Newell, and, and Salmon. I miss those guys. Yeah, that's right. You you knew the whole crew. You've been out with the whole crew. That's right. Yeah. I miss them. Yeah, that we would love to have you back, my friend. So uh, if you, you know survive this girlfriend or whatever, we'll, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll just take her with me. <laughs> there you go. Take her with you. Take her with you. Just uh, let, you need a safe word for all of us, so we know how we can let you know when we need to be saved. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! I'm so happy. What's the name <laughs> of this podcast, you guys? Are doing by the way, this is the walkout. We walkout. do. We've been doing the walkout now for quite a few months. We've done it live from the uh, from Spar Star a few times. Spar yeah. Star is where Mark and I met, just like where you and I met. And uh, you know, it's a big part of our, our life. And a lot of the comic, or a lot of comic, a lot of the fighters that we we stay in touch with through the show, uh, we've met through the Spar Star. Sure, nice, dude. That's amazing. I miss you guys. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm definitely trying. I'm trying to come out sometime early December, so we'll see if I'm able to pull that off. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, let me know yeah. as soon as you know so I can uh, can uh, make some uh, movements to my schedule if need be. Sure, so we can yeah. have them in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll schedule some shows, do some comedy, do some podcasting, do all kinds of fun stuff. Fuck yeah, man. Dude, plus also, I got some new bits I've written that I'm hoping to be able to test out. Oh yeah! All right. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah. I don't know. That it is not a guarantee that they're good, but I at least find them funny. That's all that matters. Yeah, come do them. <laughs> come do them here, so you don't have to get a lift job or a, a cab driver job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, I'm never living that kind of life again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear the new bits. Tell uh, tell everybody where we can find you on your socials and all that good stuff. So on Facebook, it's just Donald Walton. 
Just look for the only one that's you know below the age of forty-five because I got the whitest name possible. Um, <laughs> and no steaks in Walmart. <laughs> none at all. I tried, man. And then uh, on Instagram, it's Don the Soldier Son Walton, and it's underscores in between each one. I regret making it that long, but I'm too stubborn to change it now. Yeah, and uh, after the show ends, if uh, if I remember, because uh, you know I have these different uh, things that cause me to forget things at times. Um, if I remember, I will, will definitely post a picture and link it up. If you have a picture you prefer me to post, Donnie, send it to me, and I will use that one. And that'll also preferably remind me one to do where it. I'm half naked. So yeah, well, we have a lot of pictures. I've you know I go through pictures when I'm posting to like promote shows. I'll go through a lot of my old comedy albums from just different nights. Dude, there's a lot of great shows. Like you were with us over at Irvine, you were with us at Ontario, you were with us in Oxnard. You like you did a lot of shows with us. Yeah, I did one where it was like there's tons of huge professional comedians, um, and I'm just like, well, I feel special right now. Oh yeah, that was the that was that Oxnard. That was a pretty special night. That was there's well, still, I remember Blake still Clark went on. One. Yeah. And yep. then they're just like, all right, you're next. I'm like, I got to follow that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes that's how, how it goes, man. Baptism by fire. Exactly. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to get in there before we uh, before we let you go to bed? I know it's a, it's a lot later out there than it is here. Uh, Especially in the I'm woods. I'm still, I'm still stuck on California time. Oh, are well, you? you guys do, oh, dude, I still i am up late every damn night, man. Especially with some of the... If I hear a noise tonight here, it's creepy as hell because I don't have any neighbors. Oh, yeah, I, w- I was thinking about that, Donald. Like he's out there in the woods. Like you hear you hear things all the time, or like. Yeah. Okay. So when I had COVID, this was last year. I had COVID. And I kept hearing this weird noise. Finally, I go outside. I look. There were moose tracks, and I checked my trail cam. This huge bull moose walked right up to my front porch. Apparently, in the middle of the night, and all I could think, I'm like, this thing just wanted in. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Wow, that's wild. And, they just they're very territorial creatures so that scares the crap out of me and i got some black bears they're 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 through it so, so also i long story short i work for a wilderness education center one of our specialties is tracking animals so this is one of their they migrate through here but they don't live here so yeah i got all kinds of animals that also middle of the night sometimes i'll hear something there's coyotes killing shit stuff like that so right yeah Whoa, I, I mean, that's pretty cool. And I was kind of, I was looking up that, that lake where you live and, and it's real. Like you live in a actual, where there's a bunch of trees near you and stuff like that. I mean, of course you have like, it's probably a stupid question, but running water, lights, all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Why well, I say I live in a cabin, people are like, are you like, do you shit in a hole? And I'm like, no, like I have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't ask you that dumbass question too. Like, <laughs> honestly, oh, this area's weird though, man. This is an area where some people got outhouses, and they they think I'm where they're like shit in your house. Well, why would you do that? And I'm just like, all right, y'all are stuck in a certain time period still. So yeah. that's just to give you an idea where I live. <laughs> wow, that's cool though. I had a cousin that lived in Anchorage, Alaska, and he was down visiting us right around the holidays. And my mom asked him, my mom, like the one of the seniors in our family, um, asked him uh, if they had Christmas lights in Alaska. <laughs> it was like this is the weirdest questions. And he kind of just laughed at her. He's like, we had no, they melt the igloos. <laughs> it was so funny, though. It was just, it was like one of those funny. I know she probably knew as soon as she asked it the real answer. So. 
All right, brother. We're gonna we're gonna jump off here because we have our next guest already calling in. So uh, I really enjoyed talking to you, Donnie. Really appreciate you, you my friend. It was great talking hey. to you, and we will catch up with you very soon. All right. Bye, man. Love you. All right. Love you, man. You have a good night, brother. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So that was Donald Walton, my good buddy. He's man, a good guy. Man. He's such a good dude. Good dude. Really is a good yeah. dude. I already reached out on Instagram so I can follow him. Yeah, we're gonna we'll have him make him a make him a regular part of the rotation. Have him calling in, and and he's a good friend. Right. All that sure. stuff, and we'll you know. He's part of the Giggles crew, man. He's been been a part of it for a while now. That's it's what I want. I want to start to hear some of his comedy stuff because he see, he sounds like he's he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's got some stories that are. Um, I'm sure that'll be very relatable for you. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, with him being an actual fighter, that I, I like that. And speaking of old school Giggles cats, uh, Mike, we have DMV Mike on the phone. I believe. Are you there, DMV? Oh yeah, DMV is here. DMV in the house. Just, just, just coming down from the top of the building. Oh, okay, very good. So you're out there in Oxnard, top of the tower. Yep, it's up at the tower again. Just, just polishing the windows and those doorknobs. I mean, the windows. <laughs> There's doorknobs up on the side of the tower. <laughs> That's weird. Hey, you know what? You guys were talking about Donnie and um, Blake Clark. That's right. And. Uh, and, and the one that I remember with Blake Clark, the classic one with Blake Clark was I was the guy that went um, all the way out to the Target parking lot because he had to park about a mile and a half away from the stadium or from the, the show venue. That's right. We packed it out, too. We, like, we yeah. we helped ruin that parking that night. I know that for a fact. And then I had to escort him back in. And um, and he's like, how much further is the club? And I go, oh, it's just over here. It's, just, it's really close, really close. I felt bad because. He was wheezing when we finally got in the club. I was like, whoa. Well, I shouldn't have took him all the way out that far, you know? Yeah, I think I walked him most of the way back after the show. Because he, he he was going through something where they they the it had something to do with his home where he was staying out. He was, They were staying like at a hotel or something because there was like a water pipe burst or something like that. And he yeah. was just like, and I go, dude, you don't have to come if you don't want to. But he was, you know, he also had wanted to do a set that evening and all that. So it was a, but it was so great to have him as it always has been when, when we have uh, Blake. I don't know if you know who, do you know who Blake Clark is by any chance? No, bro. Okay. So do you remember the movie, The Waterboy with yes. Adam Sandler? Yep. So Blake Clark was the coach, like the Cajun defensive coordinator. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah. He's in all oh. kinds of movies, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. When, as soon as you said that, yeah. I knew exactly who he was. Yeah. Like he was the, uh, let's see. He he was the guy that owned the tool shop on um, oh, Tim the Tool Man Yeah, yeah. He was Harry the Harry the hardware store owner from um, Tool Time. Or tool from Time, Home yeah. Improvement, and yeah. All kinds. Wow, of that's crazy. You guys are bringing it back. Yeah, yeah he's he, been around. Yeah, so he's kind of a, a comedy legend, and he's a friend of ours, and been on a few of our shows. And oh, I would dude. like to hear that guy do some stand up. But I, I remember he's when a Don, veteran I too. I remember when Donnie went up that night. That was a killer set for from Donnie. I mean, it was uh, over at Levy. I remember that night. Yeah, that was a fun evening. Yeah, it was it was a good show from beginning to end. Speaking of good shows from beginning to end, we've had a couple of good shows. Uh, we we talked about um, about our show over there at Magnavina Cellars um, a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, we had another great show on Friday night over giggles at the at the. Hangar bar, hangar bar in Santa Paula, and we had a yeah, great show. And DMV ended up emceeing, um, not realizing he was emceeing alone because he didn't do his homework. And 
<laughs> yeah, I, he I, thought I did, Chuck I was going to be there because they bounce off of each other a little bit oh, when okay. they host, and he didn't realize Chuck wasn't going to be there. Oh and man, so, you did that to avoid you. I didn't. I didn't. I oh, wasn't. Exactly. Like, I was just like, hey, you guys. Gonna... I I even asked him uh, not too long ago. I said, hey, have you checked out? Checked in with Chuck because I didn't. I hadn't talked to Chuck, so I wasn't really sure. Chuck stays pretty busy, so it's kind of okay. like to have two people reach out to him for one thing is kind of silly. You know right. what I mean? But um, but yeah, and then but Mike took the reins and he did a great job emceeing and everybody was really happy with the show. Oh man, I was trapped at work. I'm see now I hate it because I really would just wanted to hear. I would have loved to hear him emceeing and bring you guys yeah, out. He did um, a great job. I only went up yeah, for we, we, I went up for about five minutes because I was having still kind of like struggling with the foot thing and I knew I had a, I had plenty of show behind me, so right. I was just like kind of gone up, goofed around a little bit, told the story about my broken foot and then uh, and then left. <laughs> I started to do my real jokes and then backed out. I was like, man, you guys all heard this last year. You're going to hear it next month. (laughs) And we kind of had like a Chuck E. Cheese vibe going because we had the kid's 13th birthday going on in the other room where it was PG-13. So we just closed the door door on the side and we did comedy um, in the other room. Yeah, it all went really well though. We everybody, all the comics did good. Um, We had the uh, we had Jen and we had. why did I? Why, why do I always forget um, Mr. Washington's first name? It's because oh, I know Jay Washington. Yeah, Jay Washington. I, it's because I know so many Washingtons. I think I don't know what it is for some reason. So big Jay Washington and wa- Jay killed. He did so hilarious. He was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he's a great headliner. He's oh, so great. Wow. And I hope he never hears that I always forget his first name. Okay, people because people come up and go, hey, who who do you got next month? And I'm like, it's uh, it's. It's Washington. Uh, I don't know why. It's so weird. Jay Washington. Yeah. He, he came out and this said he was so going to make my 85-year-old mom laugh, and he did. My mom thought he was the funniest person on earth. I mean, it was like my mom at 85 goes to every show. Oh, yeah, man, I can't great. believe I missed this last, the other night. Oh. His mom's 85. Last, month, last year, she had a broken back. And was like not walking or anything like that. And yeah, she was totally now, bedridden. And now she's out going to shows, dancing, and having fun. Man, she should be yeah, an she, MMA fighter. She's strong, bro. Yeah, she she goes she goes to the gym um, twice a week and bowls twice a week. But you, you know? see that that's the reason why because at that age she's staying in motion. Yep. And when you do that, you will just she's gonna stay in motion. Period. Mm-hmm. We're still yeah. gonna be looking at her, and she'll still be moving. That's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. So great show, and thanks to Mom. And hopefully she'll be there when we run it back on the 25th of November as we return the day after Thanksgiving. We're doing these really yeah, close to holidays now. I'm not missing that one. Well, that one's going to be a fun one. That one, uh, it's going to be kind of a co-headliner deal between with me and Kat Alvarado. Kat okay. Alvarado's uh, a comic, a very good comic, and a very well, good I've heard you speak of her, and I think I've seen her, I think, with Levity? No, was she at Levity? Yes, she was at Levity. Oh, yeah, at she, that, she did get Levity, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and she's a really good friend of mine, and so we're going to put this together. We're going to both run our longer sets because we're both working towards some stuff. She's got some stuff like right in the that she's preparing okay. for. Uh, that's her story. I'll let her tell it. I am happy. And then I've got some stuff that I'm working for uh, further down, so I'm kind of extending my time, which is why I seem a little more organized when I'm on stage. For sure. Now. And uh, I told you, I, I, I was so I was impressed with the whole show at Magnavino with all of you guys. It was like, um, I, I was just a good time, man. And it was a great vibe. I really like intimate things, uh, you know, because sometimes when I go to things and there's just tons of people and, and you know, it's not that I don't enjoy myself, but I, I'd rather kind of be in the background, you know, but 
going to shows where it's intimate, I was having a good time. I I, I would have sat there and been laughing and hope somebody looked over and then made fun of me. Right. Like that's, you know, <laughs> it, that's how fun <laughs> in, in intimate uh, shows are. Well, one of our best friends of, a, of the Giggles family is named uh, Mike the Fixer. I don't okay. know if you've met him yet. He's Mike is now, what, is he 86 now, Mike? Yeah, he's 86. He's 86 years old. He was at um, he was at my birthday show in June. Wow. Uh, but he's 86 years old. Was it? No, he wasn't there. Was it this year? It was very no, it was two, 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 two years ago. Last, but, last year. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So he, but anyway, so he was at, he, so he, he still goes to shows and stuff. And he lives all the way down by Lake. He lives in uh, Menifee. So he lives oh, down okay. past where Sparstar is going to be that at the Lake Elsinore. Yeah, Elsinore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but I met him. He was a part of an audience at this comedy club called Aces in Temecula. And just totally random, he's in, he's in there and he's kind of like heckling me a little bit, give me crap, but in a fun way, not somebody where I'm like, oh, I can't stand this guy. Right. And after afterwards, I'm selling CDs because it was it was a few years ago, and he comes up, he buys a CD from me. It might have been a DVD, but anyways, whatever it was, he bought it from me, and he's like, hey, buddy. I just want to thank you, man. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully, I didn't mess up your stuff. He goes, I, I just love stand-up comics, and I want—I don't want to hurt him. I want him, you know. But, but he was really right. cool and respectful about it. And I, okay, and he was one of those people that stuck in my mind. And we didn't like exchange information, nothing like that, right? And he's, you know, he's hundred. He's not on Facebook, but so I go, <laughs> I go my way, and he goes his way. Fast forward a few years later. Um, this was, I don't know how long ago this was, but um, the kids were kind of small. So I would say Tommy was maybe five, Maddie was two or three. Okay. And um, what we used to do is go to the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club for the Parade of Lights because they did the Christmas lights and right. they go through. And because I was a regular com- comedian at the club at the time, the waitresses always took care of me. They'd bring us out, like, comp food and drinks and stuff and took care of us, made sure we was comfortable because okay. daddy was a star. For sure. And um, so so we did that, and, and it was so much fun. But we would do that, and the show would be going on inside. He saw me through the window. Who sees me? Mike, this guy who has moved to Oxnard now, Whoa. who was at my show at Menifee way back then. So I'm walking through. He runs up to me. And he's like, he's like, hey, Tom, Tom, Tom. Hey, Tom. I can actually do his voice. <laughs> it's the only impression I can do. So, Mike, if you're listening, I hope you appreciate it. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. I'm not trying to bug you. But he comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, dude, I can't believe you're here. He goes, you're a comedian. Are you on tonight? And I was like, no. And then it took me a minute to realize who he was. But he's a very memorable character, so it doesn't take long. Right. Right? And we start talking, and I'm like, no, but I got a show coming up um, whenever it was, like whenever, you know, a couple days later. Because I I, at the time, I was really grinding, doing a ton of shows, which okay. I'll, I'll start doing more. You'll see me. I start winding up when, when I know that I have something I have to record. I start really putting in the work, and I start really putting in the preparation. So, right. Um, but um, so so he, he comes over to my show, and then he comes up all the shows and he's just he just becomes a fixture and he's like our buddy and everybody loves him he wow. hits on everybody's woman and everybody's mom and everybody's <laughs> daughter and nobody cares because yeah. it's just him and because he, he's just this and he's such an amazing human being 
And uh, he's been. That's to, cool. I can't wait to meet that guy. Yeah. And he used to go to like Angels games back when they were a minor league team in the Pacific Coast League. And like he's got all these really crazy. He was buddies with, uh, was it uh, Jerry Cooney, the, the the boxing champion? Oh, okay. And so he's, again, there's a lot of that. Like he used to hang out at boxing gyms back in the day too. He was like that guy that would sit back there and just knew everything that was going on, you know? Right. Just yeah. chilling in the back. Every gym's got those guys. That's yeah. just, you know, just, just knows everything. Like, why, why are you even here, man? <laughs> That, that bucket don't hey, need I somebody woke, to keep it down. Hey, I woke up one morning and he was making my mom and me French toast. Mike's like, what I, the hell? I hate, I hate to break the news to you, but I was in the bathroom because I got some French toast too. <laughs> you guys are wild. <laughs> oh shit! No, he. I mean, when I say that he hits on, he's totally respectful. He's just yeah, really he friendly. Is. It's not. He doesn't really actually go up and like, hey girl, what's up? Oh yeah. <laughs> And, and you've got the best story of his, Tom, is the, the ice chest full of porn. That's the classic one. You that know? was such a funny thing. So whatever reason, he sees the ice chest. I don't even really like telling the story publicly. This is more of a backroom story. <laughs> but anyway, so he finds an ice chest. He sees an ice chest off the 126 or the 33 or something. He goes and looks, and it's full of like like porno magazines. Wow, that's the way. <laughs> for those for those of you who are like born, you know, within the last thirty years, porno magazine porno was delivered by way of paper in those days, uh-huh. and so there's magazines. That's, and we yeah. used to have to go yeah, buy you, them. You didn't get the on the internet to have you know your beat be like, session. You had something you can actually look at. <laughs> I'm gonna get this Mountain Dew Double Gulp. Oh, while I'm here, I'm gonna get some I'm of pick them up this jugs and them July's edition <laughs> of Hustlers. Yeah, Playboy became more like you know it wasn't it wasn't raunchy enough. You you got a hustler. You got you got something else in there, man. <laughs> Fucking Playboy. I don't know what I'm getting with that one. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. they used to put them in plastic. They used to be sealed in plastic. That was only if you bought yeah, the deal where, where you got three of them for six bucks, Mike. That was a totally yeah. different. <laughs> he said you got the three for six bucks. Those ones were just photo shoot. Those, those are just pictures of oh, uh, moms. They were in there just naked. <laughs> you, you know, those books, I go, whoa, okay. It's $7 to this book. Sometimes he would fool you. They would just um, shrink wrap the Sears catalog, you know. <laughs> I can remember, but you got to remember back then you'd flip through a catalog, right? And you actually did see the women in there posing the underwears in the yeah. bra. And, and I mean, that was able to give you a good look if you're flipping through this, like 15, yeah. 15 pages of almost half naked women. That's the other impression I could do because I heard it so much was my mom. Where's the damn Sears catalog? <laughs> that's, that's wild. Where's the damn my mom? I never heard my mom say damn in her hey, life. But you know, it's weird. Uh, you were talking about how he uh, was driving and he and he found that. I know. I remember uh, me and my brother, we were in Texas and uh, we were driving. You know, Texas is connected to the you know Mexican border and stuff like that. And so... Yeah. Uh, we were driving. We see a package, you know, things that are, are wrapped in a bundle. You know what something would be in a bundle, and and, and it fell off. It, it looked, it, it fell off something oh. prior to. We we were driving in these slingshots. You know, they're like three wheeled little motorcycle type oh, okay. cars. So we we see it fall off. Oh. He's ahead of me, 
and he's trying to get my attention and we pass it, but we see it. We know it's either drugs or money, a mm. bundle like that. So we spin off, we get off of the, the, the ramp to get back on one exit back. And as soon as we got back on the freeway, it was gone. It, it was, they it, know their drop Oh, for sure. I, it was gone. Wow. It was gone. I, well, to wrap up the story about the, the uh, ice chest full of porn, there was nobody to pick up immediately afterwards because it had probably been sitting there a while. <laughs> <laughs> they waited until the fixer came along and found this uh, and ice found chest this full nice of porn. Chest. But the best part was he's such a nice guy that he didn't want it for himself, but he offered it to all of us. He's like, hey, oh, I found this ice chest full of fuck books. You want a few of them? The answer's yes, buddy. Let me, let me flip through here and see which one's good. Uh, these are all from January of 1973. I'll pass by. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mike, I haven't looked at a porno magazine since I was 16. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? As soon as they gave us phones, we no longer had to look at the magazine. Yeah. And it was so funny with him too. Is remember he used to call Facebook Facebook. He thought it was something oh, to do with God. NASA. He used like, to Facebook. Yeah, he used to tell me. He goes, he goes, man, you gotta make some of them ads for that Facebook. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm, I'm I'm gonna try to figure out what you're talking about. Yeah, what you're on. He's like, yeah, you get on the computer and you go on the Facebook, and that's where you get people to go to your shows. <laughs> NASA's involved NASA's involved in that space book they shoot those shuttles up and they make those computers that dial up modem oh, stuff oh no <laughs> way <laughs> yo man he, he's a fun guy and the other thing was the Christmas parade was it Was it the Christmas parade or was it the it was um, was it the Christmas parade or was it the Labor, no, Labor Day, Day parade it was Labor Day parade yeah I the the you know what was funny was um and I'm sure that the guy still runs the parade over there so you could look it up but um we were talking about doing a float for the Christmas parade one year and the guy was there and I was talking to to our buddy John and the guy that the guy goes hey just no Santas like he wanted to make sure that there was no duplicate Santas because we didn't want to fuck these kids up with extra Santas and oh right and then they yeah. kids would have been like okay so there's two Santas in the world now we figured it out you lying motherfuckers we yeah. knew we knew there's not just one getting to everybody's house yeah <laughs> and why did why does Santa have a Frank's hardware you know vest yeah. on <laughs> but you want to know some kids that nowadays like I can't pass the whole Santa Claus thing off to my kids. My son already stays up all night to game. So when is Santa Claus coming on Christmas Eve? He'll be like, I didn't see him. I was up all night playing Fortnite, and he I'd never seen him. <laughs> see he said, but I saw you, Dad, wheel my bike out. You little bastard. <laughs> Guess there's no more believing in Santa for my guy. Cause he's that's, a- that's when you get real gangsta and go, I guess he didn't come. I guess oh. that's why he didn't come because you stayed up you all stayed night. You stayed up in the you, you stayed up all night. I guess that's why he didn't. We make used it. to tell Mike. We used to tell my kids that Santa subcontracted out, you know, to alcoholic parents. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my mom was gangster. She used to, uh, she used to tie a rope to her door against our door. So that means we couldn't get out because it would pull her door. And we just couldn't get out until she said so for Christmas. Because we, me and my two brothers, were, I mean, I had three, it was three of us. So she was like, man, I can't deal with you guys. You guys are up peeking. You guys are up at nighttime in my room. I'm just 
coming up with this contraption, and we <laughs> Mama we, knew how to protect her she life. She knew how to do it. As soon as we pulled that door, it would shut, it would shut the door, and we'd be, not be able to open it enough. Like, what? I can't believe this lady. <laughs> and we, we knew Santa didn't do our bicycles because the chain guards were missing, and there were too many zip ties on everything. You know, my dad. Would Merry Christmas. And- Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time in the hole. Yeah. Really- <laughs> <laughs> and we, me and my brother were growing up, and we used to think like, "Why they now keep give me why, a silent night?" Yeah, like why they keep showing Santa Claus like he comes down chimneys, but we don't got one of those. So how he get in here? Oh no! Me and my brother, like, how he get in here? Cause you know we ain't got no chimney, bro. I don't know how he got in. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, DMV, um, so you're going to be there for our big show on coming November 25th. Again, that's going to be for sure me and Kat Alvarado. And uh, the tickets will be available. I, you know what's crazy is I announced that the tickets will be on sale yesterday, and they have not gone on sale. So we will extend Uh-oh. that sale, my family, friends. We will have the gig, the, the tickets will go on sale either tonight or tomorrow. And whenever they go on, they'll stay on sale for about 72 hours. We're going to do like a little family special since people are probably looking for something to do to get their family out of the house. For sure. It's going to be the day after Thanksgiving. People have some people And then that's town. the thing is, yeah, you got all those people from out of town to you, like family. And you want to just get them out of the house and yeah. into a place where they can have some free alcohol. Yeah, so in the interest of uh, of uh, getting uh, getting a couple of those tables locked in early, uh, we're going to uh, put some tickets on sale for uh, the next I'm, I'm gonna, couple I'm, of days, and and that way we can. Uh, I'm there. Yeah, it'll be a good time, and I uh, look forward to it. And a great job as always, DMV you did a great job emceeing on uh, Monday night. After Monday night, <laughs> have we oh, ever we done a show on a Monday night? <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a show on Monday night. We we were going to do a Monday night football show one time, but we watched football instead. Now I know I've done a, sh- a number of shows on Monday nights, but um, not not recently. It's just so weird that I said Monday. I, I was like going, okay, you got to come up with a day of the week. Okay, Monday. That's the first one you think of. <laughs> like, all right, wrong end of the week. But yeah, you did a great job on Friday night, and uh, looking forward to uh, all the great fun that we have coming up, man. And you're going to be out there helping us out for the um, second annual. Uh, Project Understanding Golf Classic. We will, that's Golf be, Classic, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be out there at the Sataquit Club on uh, I'm going to be a, a, third, a third alternate caddy. So I'm like a third alternate for a caddy position out there. So I might do a caddy thing. That's correct. That is exactly what you'll be doing. You'll be uh, you'll be testing your caddy steel skills, and you'll be following around somebody who's following around a caddy to learn the job. Yeah, it's like an apprentice caddy. Apprentice caddy. <laughs> all right, bro. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find you, all that good stuff, so that we can um, so that we can find you on your social medias? Because me and Mark got to take a little break here for a minute. Okay, you can find me on um, Instagram, which is DMV Mike sixty six, and you can also find me on Facebook as DMV Mike. Have you started checking your Instagram every day, Mister? No, I haven't been checking. You need to check it every day. Check your Instagram. If you check anything every day, check Instagram. I know you check Facebook a lot more often, but check Instagram. Instagram is more fun. Then then there's somebody else who's DMV Mike on TikTok who's got like two million hits, and I don't even know who he is. I mean, he's an imposter. He's an imposter because you're the you're the real DMV. Yeah, you're the real (laughs) DMV. And if we have a problem, I'll 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 jump in there with him. Get in the ring with me, (laughs) buddy. There's only one DMV. There's only one DMV Mike, bro. DMV um, deathmatch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I'm I'm filling in for DMV. All right, so. 
I was watching I like today. I was scrolling through my phone and I, I came across the uh, the the giggles Christmas special that we did a few years ago oh, during God. the pandemic. We we really all were losing our minds at that point because that special I, I was so. that really was, crazy. That was and that was like at the time. I think I, I totally had lost it. That was after all the high fivers and everything else. <laughs> oh no! I think I finally lost it. <laughs> I was going to resurface it, and then I thought, man, do I really want people to see this again? So we'll no. pass it around our inner circles, and then we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't a peak moment for giggles, I don't think. I mean, the, right. the holiday special. All right, DMV. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. We will talk okay. to you very soon. And uh, It was good hearing you. Good hearing- Donnie on there too, man. I miss Donnie. We need to get Donnie out here for some California shows. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, he sounds like a really cool guy. Yeah, Donnie's great, dude. Yeah, we gotta we've gotta get him out here and and do some uh, do some stuff because he's a lot of fun. All right, brother. Yeah, I I still have a pair of boxing gloves. He signed a pair of boxing gloves for me. I still have those. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta put him in a you gotta put him in a uh, in a case. We'll go yeah, to, I gotta... We'll go to Hobby Lobby. I still like to go to Hobby Lobby after, um, you know, hanging out in the car in the parking lot. Make nice, nice stuff. Like man, Hobby Lobby is great. Put stuff in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Hobby Lobby. It's my man. Hobby Lobby is my jam. There's, I if I don't have a lot of jams in life, but Hobby Lobby <laughs> is my jam. my jam. <laughs> the Hobby Lobby that jam, is, I like that. When I fall in love again someday, that girl is going to have to love a Hobby Lobby, and she's going to have to be okay <laughs> with us having Sundays off from Hobby Lobby, because we're going to Hobby Lobby a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Girl, if you're out there, if you're listening to me. She's probably at Hobby Lobby right now, girl. Yeah, we're gonna take a break and go check Hobby Lobby. See what she hey, up you to. guys take care. Good, good talking to you, Mark. Good you too, to you, brother. We'll, we'll see you. I'll okay, see you soon. Right. Keep it up, okay, DMV. Bye. Love you, bro. Have a good evening. All right, so that was our buddy DMV Mike. Man, see, you was thinking, oh man, it's gonna be a long time. We're already an hour in. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely uh, filled through. Just having good conversations with good people. That yeah, was cool. so we're yeah. gonna put our. We're gonna. We got. We haven't even really got started yet. We just started oh, no, talking been, to our buddies and stuff. Yeah, we've been chilling out, man. We, we got got through a, a whole actual hour, man, so far, and that was good. Good conversations. Uh, glad I got to, you know, verbally, you know, speak with Donnie. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Can no, we? I love DMV, Mike. That's my guy right there. See, now the question is: Are you gonna start getting the itch to get up on stage too? Yeah, like, I remember I told you I want you to write me like a. I want to write like one fifteen-minute skit, and that's how I'll oh, start. We gotta do it. My fifteen-minute skit, get in there, and then I'll just deliver it. We gotta schedule you a debut, and I'll. That will be the most hilarious thing ever. If I really got my mom used to always tell me that before she passed away, she always wanted me to be a comedian. You can she do said it. I was just a funny individual. You can absolutely do it. You definitely have the charisma. You're definitely smart enough. You're definitely like in the moment enough. Right. You have what it takes to do it, and you hey, and you bro. can and you feel situations too. You're not like um, like one of like one of the characteristics of somebody that doesn't make a great comic is somebody who needs to control the room all the time. Okay. And that's like a weird. Like you kind of got to be able to go with the go with yeah, the flow. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you definitely go with the flow. I, I, it'll be fun. I know you'll help me. You know, get my little show together. Have some funny stuff to talk about because I have really funny family members that I could talk about that would make people laugh their asses off. Me impersonating and or talking about it and telling stories. About yeah, we gotta get you my life and impersonations. Stuff. Yeah, all kind of <laughs> all kind of funny stuff. So yeah, I already know you'd help me out, bro. 
It's going to happen. Uh, I can see good. it happening. All right. We're going to jump off here for about four minutes or so. And we're going to check back in in just a few. And we got, uh, hopefully, I think we might have... Uh, I think we might have other folks calling in, so let's uh, you know let's jump back and then uh, get back on with the walkout right here sure. on the Giggles Live Radio Network.
listening to the walkout entering our second hour of the evening big tom and mark the menace right here on the mic we've had a good show so far I talked a little bit earlier to my buddy donald walton who uh mma fighter gonna have his big first pro debut coming up a little later on in uh, he's actually gonna have it early in 2023 so i can't wait to see that uh, we had a good talk with him um donnie also a comic a comedian who's done quite a few shows with me i was trying to figure out the number of venues and all that stuff but it was i, I know let's see oxnard irvine ontario you know i can't okay. remember yeah no he you know the, the one thing I, he, he is uh the one thing i i i'm glad you just kind of like you introduced me to him. He's funny. You can hear in his voice. He has like a way about him. Yeah. And I didn't know he was a comedian. I thought we were talking to a fighter. And we're talking to a comedian. Who's a fighter? I was just like, wow. Does a little bit of both. Everything both, bro. That was wild. All right. That's it. <laughs> we had the, the board acting silly right here in front of everybody. So hopefully everybody's enjoying themselves checking in with the walkout right now. 8, 10 p.m. Yeah, we've had a, had a fun evening so far. And then we talked to DMV Mike about yes, our, we did. our really fun weekend at uh, Magnavito. And then um, DMV having his great set the other night over at... Um... DMV is a, is a riot. I love that guy. Um, and I'm looking forward to the show that's coming. You, you said it's 25th, huh? Yeah, it's coming up on the 25th of November. That is the day after Thanksgiving right there at the Hangar Bar and Grill where we like to do our comedy. We've moved it inside, too, and it's a great vibe inside, too. It's one of those places where it's equally great on the inside as it is on the outside. It has an outside vibe? Are they, so if you guys wanted to do it outside, you could, too? Oh, we've done the majority of our shows there have been outside. We were inside. We were indoors for when we – I can't remember what year we moved into the, the Hangar Bar um, but it was a while back, and then we had um, COVID hit. We had a huge show with with Jen Cober was our headliner, and um, it, we I mean it was packed out. Like it was so packed out that like people were standing and standing shoulder to shoulder and looking wow. over each other. And it was a great it, and everybody enjoyed themselves. Like everybody in the crowd enjoyed themselves. And then COVID hit, and it was like like I said, I mean, I've told the story on the show before where right. I was scheduled to headline Las Vegas for the first time in my career. Yeah. And um, I was scheduled to, I was scheduled to headline Vegas. The, I can't remember what the date was, but it was on a Sunday, the Monday before I got laid off from my radio job because of COVID. And I was like, okay, I don't want to. And then they were doing the thing where they were they were tethering um, the cruise ships out there, and they're right. like, nah, y'all sick asses can stay out there on the ocean. Stuck, you ain't huh, coming bro? back. And all I could think is, like, we're living in a time, and we have no idea what's coming. I don't want to get stuck in a casino. Somebody's sick in the casino. Lock the doors. They all go stay, stay sick. Yeah, you stay in your room. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't imagine. And of course, this was before the divorce, so I couldn't imagine staying several nights without my kids. And it, so all of that was like, I'm like, okay. So I called the guy, and I was like, man, I really hate to back out and all that. And he's like, no, 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 I get it. So wow, um, yeah. So hopefully it, that comes back because then I'll be able to get to go to see you in Vegas. Oh yeah, the Vegas thing comes up a lot. It comes up often. That's so cool. we will do the Vegas thing very soon. I would definitely roll up in there. A lot of the issues in my comedy career are my hesitation to do things. Like I, like a lot of the reasons I don't travel is because I just don't I don't pursue that, and it's something that I did for a little while and I enjoyed, and but I. I I just got to get back out and do it. A lot of it's the kids. A lot of it, I just became sure. a local dude. I don't do a lot of stuff. Love being kids. around my kids. And then radio kind of spoils you where you're like, okay, you know, I, yeah, I got to get up really super early in the morning, and but at least I'm home at night, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of spoiled me like that. Yep, yeah. for sure. I know what you mean, brother. It's really hard. Um, children 
they'll they'll have you not do half the stuff in your life you want to do because they're there. You want to make sure that that they are doing. And so sometimes parents put aside their dreams. They put aside a lot of things uh, when kids come. So yeah. that that all goes back to why you know that the story was, man, you got to watch out for these girls. Don't get caught up with them girls, man. Yeah, is that isn't that if you see what the cycle is, that that's what you you know maybe an uncle or or your dad or somebody was trying to tell you, don't get caught up with those girls because they're trying to tell you you're going to get caught up in those emotions and that's going to lead you into doing things that you don't normally do and then you're going to end up getting this girl pregnant and you have a baby and you're not going to do nothing with your life that you wanted to do. But they don't tell you that in that, those words. They just say, and you don't want to get caught up with those girls, man. No, they'll, they'll mess But they also up. don't tell you that it's worth it. Like once you have oh, yeah. a kid, it's worth it. Oh, if you sure. put the time in, it's so mm-hmm. worth it. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like the, the dreams, that's the dreams shift, anyways. Like my what I wanted a, a year from a year ago and what I want now, totally different. That's crazy because I have four kids and I still live my dream. I, 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 I no, I'm not even gonna say that. I didn't dream to be no fighter. I didn't dream to be, um, you know, in a rapper. I didn't dream to do any of those things. I think I just. I, I growing up, I used to want to be in the Air Force, like because of Top Gun. That's so, so great. So that's weird. I but then as I grew up, I was like, man, I ain't going to goddamn Air Force, man. I ain't going to the military. <laughs> and once I learned what it really was, I'm like, I ain't going there. And that just turned into so many other things. You so, know what? You know why I chose Air Force? Well, it was for one is because I scored high on the ASVAB test. Okay, so, so it was kind of like. Once you, so I, I saw, I went to the Air Force recruiter and he had me, he set me up for the test and all that. I was kind of in a place, I think we've, we've talked about it on the show before right. probably, but I was in a place where I kind of had to get out of town. Yeah. Like I wasn't going anywhere. I was, I think I was working at a, a burger had joint. Spark something new. Yeah. I had to get, and I had friends that I, I just, and I love them today that I'm still super close to, but it, I wasn't doing anything. Like I was, I was in a, I was, I was staying in a, freaking horizontal not horizontal position but i wasn't moving i, was, <laughs> yeah. I wish i was standing in a horizontal Boy, yeah, position now great position yeah you know me player yeah, <laughs> so um but like i wasn't i wasn't moving forward my life wasn't moving forward so it was kind of like all right i gotta do something and my parents really wanted me to go to college and i'm not a they, they thought that i didn't do good in school because in the day they thought it was because you're lazy you know they didn't know anything about they didn't right. know anything about learning disabilities, ADHD, nothing of that stuff. They didn't know anything of that back then. Right. And so I'm like, all right. So my buddy, Marco, my best friend, went into the Air Force a little bit ahead of me. And he liked it a lot. Like, he really liked it. And um, it just seemed like a kind of a, a cool way out. And I thought, oh, maybe I could catch up with my, my buddy Marco somewhere, too. That's right. We always thought that might be a cool thing, too. Um, and... Uh, so I so Air Force was kind of like on my mind just because mainly because he was in it I guess okay but also I realized a, a Marine recruiter took me to the office and showed me a video of their training I watched it and I'm like man there's no way I'm doing any of that shit you can't go put a backpack full of weights on my back and throw me in the water oh wow <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah tell me you ready to challenge yourself so he showed me this video like it was like a really intense video in a room by myself with the lights off. Da, 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 da. And then, um, and then when the video ended, he came in right when it ended, flipped the lights on, pushed the TV out on the cart, pushed the TV out the way, 
got his little chair, put it right in front of me, got in my face. He goes, he goes, what do you think, Tom? You think you got what it takes? And I was like, man, I got what it takes. He goes, you ready to be a Marine? And I went, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, bro. I've heard, I've heard about being a Marine. It's, it's uh, but yeah, no, it was, but it was intense. Like it was not that I'm not better than a Marine. I just wouldn't be able to do it. Right. <laughs> I right. just looked at it and I was like, that is not a Tom McClain thing. <laughs> you said it's not a Tom The Air Force wasn't, a, well, the Air Force wasn't a Tom McClain thing. Like the, the Air Force was too intense for me. And it, yeah, and I, was, I don't know. I never made it. <sighs> Shit, man. Well, I shouldn't I, say it was too intense because I did make it. I, I got an honorable discharge. I did my time. I did my time. <laughs> but I did. I served honorably. I did. Some it wasn't, yeah. Like, it wasn't like I, it was a bad. It didn't right. end poorly. I think maybe I would have went, I, you know, my, my uncle gave us, gave me, and it was, it's weird because my mom's brother, uh, me and him had have a group together, and uh, his, his half-brother, who's my uncle, mm-hmm. was somebody who believed in us, and so he gave us our first record deal. So that was right when I was... Out of the eleventh grade, going in the twelfth, so maybe I would have made a different move if I hadn't got that 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 deal from him and like went to pursue music at mm-hmm. that point. Maybe I would have went to the. Oh, who knows what I would have done? Right. But you know, I chose music then, so you know, I always think about stuff like that. Like, which you know, like how how I got how do you how how would you get to fighting? Definitely not. I don't know how I I got. Well, I do know how I got here, but I don't know how that really was something that I just latched onto because I just went to Texas to hang out and help my mom with, you know, her business. That was it, right. you know, and uh, hang out with my brother. And that's what he was doing. So it was like, okay, I just tried it, and that became a bug. And, you know, like they say, you try anything five times in a row becomes um, a habit, and then... uh it just it became a habit and i enjoyed it so now that would you know fast forward to now we're here where i have years of experience now which i never thought i i was so much not a guy who even wanted to sweat i mean i guess if you know me if you if you know who i am then you definitely know i don't like to sweat you i don't like i like to be dressed up and just be chill and look nice all the time as, as, as that i can but when I found mixed martial arts, I didn't give a damn. I could be sweaty, stinky. Uh, I I wear most of the time. I'm okay with wearing uh, fighter gear. So it's like another level of growth within yeah. within all that other growth that we kind of know about with mixed martial arts, with discipline and all those other things. Like it's another level of growth where you're like oh, more sure. comfortable in your own skin and more com- like you don't need that. Oh yeah, you don't need that facade anymore. Yeah, nowadays I, it seems like I only I only put on you know clothes in in and and feel that 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 energy every now and then. Most of the time I'm fine. I just chill. Give me some sweats and a sweat and a hoodie, and I'm cool. I wear some little half mini socks, and I'm ready because I'm always in training mode, ready fight mode. Let's right. <laughs> I'm just always in that mode, you know. I you know, so I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, I tell my brother all the time, I'm grateful. You know, for giving that mixed martial arts, and I tell everybody, man, either get into it or you know, if you know it. Pass it on to people in your family members. Encourage people to get out there and uh, 
and pick up martial arts, some some type of martial art. I don't care what it is. There's I'm, nothing like it because I think when you look at the sport, people look at the sport and they think it's one thing. If they don't, if they're not exposed to it at all, they right. look at it as this really vicious, malicious, like thing of anger and hate. Oh, it's not. But when you get close to it at all, you realize that it's 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 a, it's it's amazing. It's all about individual self journeys and supporting each other. And, um, like one of the things that, that, that several of our fighters have said on this is they appreciate every opponent that gave them an honest round. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's big. That's true. Like that's like, that's big. It's, you know, you see when you, when you, uh, when you're in there and you're punching and fighting and kicking and, you know, bleeding with this other person, uh, you you may not even really know them, so you know that's it. It's it's a powerful thing um, to get in to be to be in that carnal state where you fight anybody. I ain't just saying in the ring. You could be a boxer. You could be a stick and knife fighter. You can be uh, taekwondo. You know, I'm not a person. I know that there's there's certain things that don't resonate in how we are in our society today. So, you know, some people say, oh, if you just tried to use Taekwondo, it's not, it wouldn't work as as good as you think. Because now we have mixed martial arts. You know, if mm-hmm. you try to get in a Taekwondo stance, you just come pop, pop, pop. Yeah, it's true. Know, it's just a lot different. But I wouldn't say, oh, don't go learn it. Yeah. I know some guys who they took Taekwondo for so long and then they meshed that into martial arts and they have crazy kicks and different type of rhythms to their body. Just like me being a boxer, be you know, boxing first and then, you know, getting my way into mixed martial arts. I have great hands. Mm. Great hands. Right, right. You know, I, I've seen them. My brother knows. <laughs> seen them work. So, so it's like, I and I know that you, it, this is where I don't do that whole, oh, this part of martial arts is better. No, you asshole. It all needs to be together. You have to learn it all. And pe- people speak on Bruce Lee, but hey, Bruce Lee did takedowns. He did single legs, double legs. He would drop down his opponent. That's just because you don't see it. There's no video. Go probably through a bunch of his videos and stuff like that, and you would find that he was part of the mixed martial arts legacy. Mm-hmm. That's why we have it. You know, there's there's so many you know others who contributed to mixed martial arts. It didn't just pop up. 10 years ago or whatever when when you know UFC or whatever came here. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that mixed martial arts or I think a lot of first of all I don't think they realize that that mixed martial arts is a sport. It's a sport. I think they see UFC or they see Bellator commercial and they think, "Oh, they go and pluck two guys off the docks and throw them in a cage." Because it's kind of the way it's portrayed in movies, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So like, I don't think people realize the years of dedication and how, like, in a lot of sports, there's a decline in an athlete as they get older. But a lot of times in mixed martial art, the, ath- the athlete, because it's so dependent on personal growth, a lot of times the athlete, the older athlete, the, the, a lot of times they're much stronger and they get better. Because, yeah. like I said, I know, I know I bring him up because he was one of my favorite fighters, or he is one of my favorite because I think he's probably still active. Fabricio Verdum. Okay. Yeah. He's one of those guys who, like, everybody had kind of like completely written him off. And, you know, and I like Cain Velasquez, and I my heart goes out to, as yeah. a dad with the things he's going through. And I, and 
Free Kane. I'm all that. But me too, Free Kane. But like when Fabricio popped him, it was like it shocked everybody because he was already kind of past that point. And then he protected his belt, and then he got goofy against Stipe and got knocked out. Yeah, and he deserved it. And I, it was unfortunate because I really liked him, and I was like, dude, you 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 deserve to get knocked out because you're out there making faces and being goofy. Yeah. That's how that. That's how. And anytime you get you put yourself in that, uh, uh, you don't respect the art, um, you know. Because there's some people who I, you know, I'm not gonna bring up names because then it becomes all controversial. But yeah, yeah. there are some people in UFC I do not like. They're probably your top guys who you like. Now, I'm not talking about you, Tom. Saying whoever's listening is probably your top guy. I do not like him. Right. Because he's a fucking schmuck. Yeah. He doesn't respect. <laughs> Martial arts. Guys who don't respect the martial art, you will not hear me rooting for them. I don't, you won't hear me saying that they dang good. Yeah, they're good. Duh. But, nah, I don't respect you. Respect the art. And I like to see when people like that take their loss. Yeah, there's uh, somebody that comes to mind, maybe one of the same individuals, but uh, that doesn't really respect other people, yeah. too. And that, that's really, it's kind of heartbreaking because the level of talent in, in that, that person's body yeah, is so remarkable, and if the if that folk and maybe maybe it has to have that that I don't want to call it evil, but that awful energy to be able to to propel them into that greatness. Yeah, I, I God, it's a heartbreaker because it's over and over and over yeah. and over again. It's the same shit, dude. Yeah, I, I truthfully, you know, I didn't used to like. Uh, Cormier, but I know that's your guy. And but seeing the type of man he is man. is why I like him. Yeah. You know, you get to see this man who's a father, who's all these things, and he's a good dude. You know, that's when you know, like, hey, you know, the, it, this isn't this doesn't have to be the 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 trophy person who represents uh, this this you know UFC thing doesn't have to be um, some crazy tough asshole you know bang my head through windows type of guy it can be somebody who is uh you know a dad hard worker that's why when stipe was yeah. i i rep that i'm like that's what's up that's that's somebody who who does all of the facets and stills a champ um you know so that's that's how i am that's why those type of champs are like my people's champ I'm glad that you bring up Stipe because because um, Jones has really been trying to push Stipe to sign the contract to fight in in December, and Stipe's I believe recovering from surgery like broken an injury oh. I believe I believe he's he's in a recovery th- so it's not like he's um, I wouldn't be in a rush to rush back if I wasn't right. healthy I'm sure that Stipe is is wise enough. Somebody who's in um, in the fire department, well aware of pension and all the. Sure. I'm sure he's very well aware of his body and all that stuff. But anyways, like, I think one of the. I think it's going to be a grand moment when when he realizes how much more people like Stipe than they do him, because he's yeah. gotten away with being the favorite for so long, undeservedly, kind of. With well, that, I mean, with that I think at this time he's went through a lot and. We are on the, you know, he's ha- has, he has a lot to build back up. He, he won't just walk in with everyone. But he's not talking like he does. He's talking like he still has a, everything he always earned. But dude, you've lost a lot of it. Well, that you know, if you notice, the UFC goes every weekend 
goes by and moves mm-hmm. on. And I, this is every weekend. There's new fighters. There's new and his stuff. name used to be brought up every weekend. They don't it ain't been in a up, minute. They don't bring you up. They haven't. Been, they're not taught. And this is this is a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because we're going to see a lot of fighters, but it's bad because we're going to see a lot of people go faster now. They don't have time to let you wait around, and they have so many f- fighters on rosters that mm-hmm. Dana has to cut people. He just has you around for no reason. He's you know he's going to trim the fat and get rid of people. We got fighters who are now older now. And, and he's he's creating these uh, these feeders that are like unprecedented, almost uh, almost as good as the the um, almost as good as like the major league baseball farm system, where they have you know teams have their own baseball teams underneath them to right. farm players up for sure to get them ready for the yeah, big there's leagues. Tons, there's tons of those firms, yeah, yeah, basically with the team's philosophy. But that's when you look at the UFC, the way you've got the Dana White's contender series, and they have. You know the fight house, and they have all these ways to earn your way into the UFC. So there's always somebody who has gained an audience through television right. that people are rooting for that's coming in that they want to see. So you're always going to have people coming in. So th- so that's what you're saying is there's these people that have been around a while, and they're going to find out that the opportunities are going to become yeah they passed you know we don't they, we can't market you like we we got we got. You know, we got people out here making millions of dollars now in the UFC because we got Jake Paul helping them out like you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the same anymore, so you got to get in there now. And if you don't, you're getting passed by. You know, speaking of UFC, we just went past. Since me and you, um, you know, got uh, did our last show, there's been two cards oh, has that it? went by. <laughs> and, and I didn't watch either one of them. <laughs> bro, th- this card that they had was was really... The, the the UFC 280 was a was a a great card. Okay, um, you know even the, the 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 preliminary card. You know there was a Bilal Muhammad fought on there. He fought Sean Brady. Um, he won that fight. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov uh, Madoff fought. He, oh yeah. he, he won his fight. Um, you know, and the main card was stacked. You know, you know it, the the girl fight was Caitlin Chikagian. She fought uh, Manon Fiore. Uh, she won that Manon. Oh yeah, Manon. She won her fight. Um, the Brunel Darius fight against Gamrot was a crazy, crazy fight. Darius won that fight. Um, they brawled. They brawled. Uh, that was in Abu Dhabi, so it was weird because he had this. Uh, he had this. Like speech about God, there yeah in Abu Dhabi, and you could tell it was kind of awkward. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. He's talking. You know, it's cool. You know what he said. His message was nice. It was right. You know, he was basically saying, you know, God's here for all of us, and you know, I know there's people hurting and there's people fighting in war. You know, it's, you know, people are just kind of like, Ooh. you know, it's Abu Dhabi. They're probably like Whatever. nervous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so you know, as... then you know, the Peter Yan Sean O'Malley fight. I'm just over it. Fuck Sean O'Malley. Not like that, Sean. You know, you're a good fighter, brother, but Sean even knows he didn't win that fight. And I don't know what, Dana, I don't know what anybody has against Peter Yan. I really don't. Was this So he was this to, one that went to the cards and, and came out the, funky? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's you can even, much of that. Bro, you can even tell when they gave it to Sean that Sean even knew he didn't win the fight. Wow. He knew it. He, he looked shocked. Huh? Back. He, yes. And usually a fighter, almost always a fighter thinks that they won it when they didn't. 
Almost. Yeah. It seems like a it lot. Was, or often. I shouldn't say almost always, but it seems like often happens. It was a, it was very, so very a real shocking decision. And they brawled. I mean, but Peter really, really brought he brought it to him. Um, but they still gave it to They gave it to O'Malley. And, cause, you know, O'Malley's the, sh- the sugar show. Right. That's money. You know, that br- it's going to bring in more money than a Peter Yan. That's how I look at things. Yeah. When it comes to decision... They're going to decide who's money and who's popular. Right. Shit, right. Peter Yan don't even speak English. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, he, he reps where he's from. Right. You know, they, Sean O'Malley, he, if he, you know, that's sell. That's, that's good money. Yeah. It's a sugar show. So that's the way I've seen that. Aljermaine Sterling still, I do not fucking, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with him, bro. Ah, no. Peter Yan. You are you lost to Peter, and I don't. Again, I watched Peter just get shafted. I watched him. So this is like a, so he's got some losses that he absolutely didn't earn. That's one hundred percent the it's fight. So his fight against Peter, he you know he the Peter was beating him pretty bad, uh, illegal knee per se. I mean, I believe that he was fine. He was. But he played that out very well. He played it out, and so that got him the DQ and uh, the belt. And then their next fight, again, he put him in that leg triangle that he does mm-hmm. and uh, kept him there. He knows that that's his thing. Buy my backpack, I'll ride you like a backpack. So Sterling did that same. Well, Dillashaw pulled his shoulder out, his uh Collarbone or shoulder without came out right as soon oh, as did it? the fight started. Oh. It was wicked. Oh. You could see his arm hanging like a long. Oh. Like, you remember when Freddy Krueger came out that one point with his arm stretched on the wall oh, and yeah. scratching the wall? That's how his arm looked hanging. Dude, the shoulders freak me out. Even though they don't, like, visually don't look, but he, they just have to look a little bit off and it throws me. It really Bro, he me. fought his ass off, man. He fought, he fought with a dislocated oh, shoulder. Oh, yes, he did. He fought all rounds. It popped out three times. Dillashaw was the one dude, and he's actually front, like born and raised in Sacramento, I believe, or at least nearby, like maybe Marysville or something. But he was the one dude from Sacramento I never really cared for. Wow. He was real. He was really like kind of. He came across to me really cocky and all that stuff. And I know he trains up here in uh, in. I mean, that's yeah, probably not uh, sure. Roger Romo. But yeah, he trains up here in Oxnard quite yeah. a bit for his boxing and stuff. And and uh, but I've seen a lot of growth from him too. I think that his. Um, I think he didn't have the the media training, and so I think he came across way more raw right. than he needed to. And I think he's gotten better about that. Yeah, it was he's not like Don. I was going for him actually. I wanted him to take out Al Jermaine. I call him Al Jermaine Stupid, but <laughs> Al Jermaine Stupid. And Al Jermaine, you know, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you like that's, you. that's my stupid biased opinion. It, that does not mean anything to you as a guy, as a man. You know, you're probably really cool, and I'd probably think you're a cool guy. But you know, in the fight world, I don't know. It's a different story. So, <laughs> That's how I feel about Dominic Cruz. I just I you know what I mean. Stand I, I think the one thing is, if somebody actually heard my show and was like, "Oh, hey, bro, you know, fucking heard you saying something," I'd be like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> like, I, what you? What do you want to do? Like, I actually do fight. Yes, you, if you don't know, you run up on me. We're gonna scrap. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> what do you think? If Dominic Cruz came up 
I'm about a foot and a half taller than him, probably. Right? I <laughs> just hold him by his forehead. Yeah, bro. You just, <laughs> if I was you and somebody, well, I'll, go, I'll just get my hands around you. Once I get my hands on you, I'm going to pick you up off your feet like a little brother. I'll fucking shake change out of your pocket. <laughs> I know you know a lot of stuff, but, bro, that's how I look at life. If I'm bigger than you, you I know that you can hurt me. But if I get my hands on you, I'm going to fucking shake your pockets out there, yeah, good man. Bring you close enough that you can't swing. Oh, yes, buddy. And fucking, <laughs> I'm going to squeeze the life out of you until your head pops off. That being said, I do not want to fight Dominic Cruz. Yeah, just Dominic don't Cruz. like him. Yeah, so don't. He just, Nobody just, take what we say on your person. He's got, one of the, he's got one of those personalities that's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I see what you're saying, bro. Yeah. So, you know, the last fight of that night was uh, Oliveris against uh, uh, Makashev. Islam. Islam. Makashev, he won. He he took the title, bro. He's oh, holding it. I yeah. did not know there Omega was a Omega Madoff was right there. He mauled him. He mauled the hell out of Oliveira. Took him down. Just, I ah, just mauled him, man. You know, that, that Khabib, you know, I would love to train under Khabib. Oh, I would fucking love it. He was so amazing. He, he just did that. He would just maul, and it was guy, he would just he would take everybody in there and he just distance like that. He so just great. he just he just mauled them, bro. And uh, yeah, so then you know, fast forward next this week that just passed, there was uh, quite a few fights that happened. Of course, the UFC had their fight. Um, that was the uh, Calvin Qatar against uh, Arnold Allen. That was the main card. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Means fought on on that fight against Max Griffin. Max Griffin obviously won that fight. Um, Max Payne, Sacramento, Sac Town, uh, Good old Sac Town. Yeah. Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta fought uh, Jared Vandera. Um, of course, Waldo won that fight. Um, uh, Treshan Gore won his fight against Josh Fremd. Um, and of course, Khalil Roundtree won against Dustin Jacoby. So you know that was a that was a Isn't Roundtree, the dude that looks like an old man. He doesn't Roundtree look like he's seventy five out there fighting in the cage. I'm Mister Roundtree. I don't want to fight you either, but man, you look like an old ass man. He said you look like an old ass. Don't man. he? I mean, like I mean, you know what he? You know he he looks man, like he could be older. Right? You might actually have to fight him someday. I won't. Oh yeah, you're right. He'll, he'll run up on me. Be like, hey, bro. I know you're light heavyweight too. I'm 205. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but what you want to do? What you want to do? I fight anybody. I don't give a damn. What you want to do? That'd be so great. He said, "What you want to do? You gotta bring me to the apex. I'll be the only voice you can hear in the crowd. Yeah, beat that old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you was talking that shit. So I got Dana White to set up a exhibition. Me and you. Like, okay, and. Bring your funny corner boy. Yeah, I will. He will be there, okay? I'll be holding that spit bucket, calling yes, you the old man the whole fight. The whole fight. <laughs> so, um, uh, Lomachenko fought this weekend. I didn't get to watch it. I oh, wanted did to, he? But it was weird. It was one of those weird times where it was like, I he don't know. He hasn't been active in a little while. They're, they were fighting since some other place, so you had to catch that fight. But I did. You got to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Just like right. everybody's like, man, you got to watch it. There you go. I'm like, no, I don't. Can't do that. Okay, posting that all over your Facebook. I don't need to get up to look. Right, but I did get to watch um, Anderson Silva against Jake Paul. Oh yeah. And I was very heartbroken because Anderson Silva looked so good as a boxer. I mean that he was using. He looked. He looked more like a boxer than Jake Paul. Now, they both landed some good shots. 
Anderson Silva's shots were real boxing shots. Uh-huh. Um, not saying that Jake Paul's boxing shots weren't, but they were just, they're sloppy. They're not crisp shots like that. And it was almost like I knew that it would go eight rounds for sure. Because mm-hmm. cause Anderson Silva wasn't using his right hand, which his right hand will put, could put him out. Does he have a broken hand or something? No. He just, this is where I always think the whole thing about money comes into play. Because before the fight, their bet is if, if, if Jake Paul wins, he's going to take all the earnings, the winnings, and team up with Anderson Silva. And start a organization so that fighters have health insurance. Oh, I like that. If he lost, then Anderson Silva was going to get like some big bonus or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So now fast forward to the fight. The fight goes all the eight rounds. Um, Anderson definitely put some punishment on this boy, but not. You could tell it was like it was like he was backing off of it. Right. It wasn't really what. Could have put him down. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. We get to like the seventh round, and I see him. I see Jake Paul put his glove on his his face. He sits it there, and then just hits Anderson Silva with the right hand. Now, I I I know Anderson Silva would never let somebody set up a right hand the way I saw it. I saw it that way. But accepting that is, is would be accepting that somebody, a legend like Anderson Silva, would hold anything back. Exactly. Isn't that hard so to believe? To me, I, it's with hard to believe. With everything you know but about him. But that when I money, watched dude. it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when I watched it, I'm like, you know what, man? It, this is this has to be. It, it has to be. I'm sorry. It's just the way I see it. And there was a bunch of drama like, le, leading up to the fight a couple of days before the fight. I don't, did you catch that about yeah, how yeah. the commission started to pull the fight because Anderson's supposedly or not supposedly got knocked he, out. He went. He went on camps. a podcast or something and said he got knocked out twice during right. his camp. Right. Right. And they're like, wait a minute, because you're supposed to report any kind of like for sure. And they're injuries. saying that they're investigating it. And yeah, this is just why I don't know, man. You know, like the way I looked at it, I was like, it was a good fight, but I still see how it was like. I still need to win. I'll take care of you. You're gonna freaking. He probably yeah. paid him more money than he's ever made in UFC in general. I would think, because I, I don't look at Anderson as being like a he was like like making millions and millions of dollars. No, he was kind of on the front end of the the money. Right. Yeah. So Ronda was about where the money kind of really started. Started. So yeah, he probably could. He probably was able to give him how much did you make over there? I'll give you that whole amount that you made mm-hmm. under your pillow when you get back straight to up. It, yeah. Let's just say for sure. Oh, I made nine million dollars in my. Life of being there at UFC as Anderson Silva. Let's just hypothetically, that fucking kid could say, "How about I just give you ten million dollars? <laughs> I'll give you as much. I'll give you a little more than what you made the whole time being in the UFC. Yeah, for this fight. And but there's I, also a chance that he did injure his hand during training and never decided to disclose it even afterwards. I mean, right. That's not very likely. I wish I could get into the heads and really. After know a loss, happened. people are really quick to point out every injury. They sure <laughs> are. Boy, oh boy. But the way I looked at it, I just. When you watch the fight, you see how Anderson came out. You saw 
the boxing. You saw the skill. You saw that it was another level. So how in the hell did another level of boxing, you know, you know, get get basically demolished by the other fighter who just was is to me doesn't did not look like not the, the more supreme sound. fighter. He didn't he didn't? But huh. I still keep seeing that bloody nose for four rounds. That was bothering me too. It was like as soon as he got a bloody nose, it was like they never cleaned the bloody nose. Oh, round. that's weird. Because every round you just saw the bloody nose. You just saw the bloody nose. It's like. Okay. Yeah, that's always a suspicious thing. If it's if you're trying to make somebody look injured longer than they really are. Yeah, I've seen I'm, I'm going to watch the fight again just because I want to see it from, uh, from not my biased eye and watch it and see if I could just see where, you know, if there was a decline. Even looking at the tail of the tape, it just, none of it made sense. It just didn't make sense to me, so. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, and unfortunately, in the world of boxing, it's not that's not completely foreign. No, because yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's it's definitely not. It's not foreign. Um, uh, you know, it, you know, it was cool. It was on Showtime, but you know, nobody takes this guy serious anyway. So nobody takes him serious, but he seems to keep winning. That's the problem. And I'm gonna start. I have a lot more respect for Jake Paul and what he's trying to do. Yeah, because he really is trying to do things for fighters. He's trying to help, and and for that, I give him all the props in the world because... So he's either a a political genius... Right. Or he's actually a good dude that's just trying to... Yeah. I mean, and and like, to be fair, I think I've told you this, that, you know, I've talked to people out of Florida that say that he puts in the work like any other fighter does. It's not a... It's not like a scam. Yeah, he's not a guy that's, you know, working on his bow flex and then... Doing a little bit of sparring every every you know couple right. weeks before his fights, like he's actually you know kind of living the fighter life, I guess the best he can. I don't even know what he's famous for. Like I have no idea what he's famous for. YouTuber goofing off. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Like all of a sudden, yeah, there's this guy, and everybody's like, off. and then he has a brother. Is it a yeah, brother? His brother, older brother. His brother, basically. Ro- but his brother Ron was no his, bro- his brother was is the, is the one who is the is supposed to be the more. Uh, you know, seasoned fighter, but looks like little brothers taking over now. Wow, but they're both making that money. Man. Oh, they're making they're making money hand over fist. Well, if they're really um, out to help fighters, then all for them, man. I, I for really sure. there's there de- there definitely has to be some corrections. You know, especially when you look at what fighters are paid compared to what the organizations are making, and there's got to be there's got to be some kind of a there's got to be some repair. On Nate that. Diaz had his fighter out there, uh, and that's I liked seeing that because now we're seeing the the real fight thing out there. Uh, you know, that's um, the, the Diaz brothers um, fight syndicate. They got the real fight syndicate or whatever. Right. So he fought on that card and he looked real good. At first, I thought he was really weird, and I thought he was gonna get his ass kicked. He was fighting against uh, a a uh, a what is it called a YouTube? Um, he's a doctor. Mr. like Dr. Mike or whatever, uh-huh. but he you know you can see him on YouTube. Do he does videos and reels and shit? So he's like an influencer. Oh yeah. So he 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 boxes you know trains boxing, but I guess it was his uh he wanted to you know live you know his dream of getting in the box. So shit, he went in there against one of Nate Diaz's boys and got his freaking face punched in. Can't be the same. He did good. You know, for the first few rounds, he was doing good, but then, man, 
that dude started just doing the Nate Diaz shit. You could see it. He Nate Diaz and them taught him. And just he just was pop, 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 pop. His nose, dude, nose is all bloody. Then he started laying it in and just started beating on him. Nate knows how to pop and get out of the way and yeah. just look at you and make you feel stupid. Well, I'm guessing make you feel stupid for letting him hit you like that because he just look at the way he looks at you. Just, yeah, it's a really bizarre. He's got one of those. That's that's right. why the Ferguson and and Diaz fight should have been. You yeah. Know, you said because they both have different bizarre fighting styles, quirky you know? fight style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was it was a, I got to see that fight that was on the 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 undercard for Jake Paul, and Anderson Silva. But overall, <clears throat> for the weekend, was a good weekend of fights. Yeah, I wonder what kind of stuff we have coming up. I know that the Spar Star is going to be November fifth. We might 5th? we might we're going to be out on the um, out on the airsoft. Yeah, we put up a little thing at that over at Striker. So I'm gonna be out there with my son. You're gonna come out, hopefully. Lamb. Yeah, we're gonna be out there having some fun. I'll give you those details today, so we have it all locked down. But yeah, we're gonna be doing that um, because we have children who have birthdays on both sides of that. It's gonna be kind of tough to make the trip down to uh, Lake. Yeah, as much as I want to go see it in that stadium, for sure. Yeah, you know what? It it definitely. But you know what? Hopefully, we'll be able to, uh, you know, st- you know, see it streamed, and then we'll still do like we always do. Like now, we'll be able to talk about the fighters who fought, and yeah, you know, maybe still check co- in, still cover them. it. You know, yeah, we'll check in check with them. Girl, when I looked at the card, there's not as many fighters that we know. There's not as many fighters as we're familiar with. I saw maybe three that we've seen before. Right, but it's, um, but yeah. So I think I think that the the card is a little more localized for sure down there. From, from yeah. Down there, and they have some good fights down there. Um, it's not too far away from um, Dan Henderson, who ha- he has his own kind of fight club down oh, there nice. at, at Dan Henderson's in where's he at? In Temecula, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Henderson. Not too far there. All right, Hendo was a good one. He was a, he was always yeah, a boss to watch. Yeah, that he, dude he, got in there brawled. That dude is a legend. He is a legend. Yeah, Hall of yeah. Famer. Yep, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you, man? What do you got going on? Anything you're working towards that we need to know about? Um, let's see, man. You know me right now. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm going to start pursuing a little bit of of boxing right now. I think I really want to push towards that right now. Um. You know, still keeping myself doing open competitions because those, you know, those are things that you could just sign yourself up, get get yourself ready, mm-hmm. and get in there and test your skill. Okay. Um, but with the boxing thing, I'm hoping that I can uh, just just have some fun. Same thing I did with martial arts. You know, I just jumped in. I was able to get a regional title. I was able to uh, get some. W's on on my belt. I was able to get a lot of great experience. I come from boxing, so I just want to I just want to do a little bit in the sport. Um, you know, more than what I you know, it's like I started, then I stopped, then I went somewhere else, and then I got far in that. Yeah. So I want to go back and revisit it. And uh, Nick, can we talk about the film where you're going to be a boxer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my, my my uncle. Um, shout out Uncle Trey. He is a he makes movies, and he is um, making a movie called Kuate. It's a boxing movie. Um, not a lot that I can say to you guys about it, but it's going to be a major. It's going to be a major film for this area. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be cool. And I have a role in that that boxing film. 
So you guys will hear a lot more about that as you know filming happens and when um, I premieres come out and stuff like that. I believe they're uh, they're doing some filming at a a, a gym that's uh, kind of off grid that not a lot of people For know sure, about. Yeah, but, Colonial but my son Boxing Gym. Yeah, 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 Colonial Boxing Gym. There's going to be some you know, boxing out of there. There's going to um, there's going to be a lot of of, of news. Um, big news coming out about that film once it gets started you know when when people actually hear some of the things that are involved in the film then, right you know for this area it's gonna be like wow good stuff so yeah shout out to my uncle trey man we're 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 definitely supporting uh this this movement with the movie yeah and i'm gonna um definitely have my my red suit my red my red carpet suit red pressed suit and ready carpet. to go <laughs> red suit's bomb i love red bro i red cannot pull off i already look enough like a fool. oh bro i wore a snazzy i'm already apple shaped enough without having to wear a red suit <laughs> yeah i don't know you know my i guess I, I with my little with my brown skin put some red on it and we're good bro you know what my dumb ass did one time i was on a trip to I, I, I was flying, okay, doing stand up, and I went to Washington and I forgot to bring a jacket. So right. I forgot to bring a jacket, so I'm like, man, this is bullshit. I live in California. I don't need a bunch of jackets. I got a jacket at home, so I go into like Marshalls or one of those places, and the only jackets they had that would fit me, because at the time I was I was about a hundred, about yeah, it's probably about a hundred pounds bigger than I am now, right. And uh, the only one they had that fit me was this. It was a Washington Huskies type of jacket. It was the colors of the Huskies, which is like kind of like a reddish purple, right? Right. And so, but it was like the only thing they really had. And I bought it for like, I don't remember, it was like 17 bucks or whatever, right? So I'm walking around town looking like a damn grape because I got this giant purple jacket everywhere. No way. It looks, I still have it. It's a good like rain jacket. (laughs) And I look less like a grape now, just like a dude that wears a big ass jacket. Right. But uh, man, it made me look. I swear, I felt I was so <laughs> self conscious in that thing, man. It was so crazy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm gonna throw it away when I get to the airport. But then I was like, man, it was actually a good jacket. Good jacket. Because I'm up in Spokane, Washington. It's freezing up there, man. I've heard, man. I have, you know, I had family members that live up in Spokane, but I, I never been there. It's a great town. I can man. only imagine. Great town. Go uh, whatever that basketball team is. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. You know how I know that? <laughs> because I was doing comedy on one end of the bar, and they were playing the Gonzaga game on the TV on the other end of the bar, and most of the people in the bar were facing the TV and not me. Wow. <laughs> I like, went well, all the way to for this shit. Yeah, like, what? For real. <laughs> but yeah, so that was what was going on there. But you can come and see me November twenty fourth. I will be with Cat Alvarado. November twenty fifth. Oh, yeah, with I'm gonna be Kat in the Alvarado. house. And we'll be over there. Yeah, at the. Uh, at the I'm be, I'm, I'm, I will be in the house so I can check out my peoples. Yeah, it's gonna. I, I can already imagine the show is gonna be pretty good, bro. Yeah, we're gonna run it and do. Uh, we're both working on uh, longer sets that we're we're, we're putting working stuff on some of you guys' stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit behind where she's at and what she's doing, but um, I'm uh, definitely trying to put my stuff together for something that's coming up. Hopefully, make an announcement soon. I want to make sure that okay. I'm fully confident in what I'm where. I want to make sure I'm fully confident in my trajectory before I start talking about. Hey, I want to film this on this date, but right. that is ultimately what I'm working towards. I'm working on filming something you know not too far in the distant future 
Good. Yeah. Good, bro. You know, you already know I'll be there to be supporting all the stuff that my brother does that I can make it to for sure. You sure will. You'll be one of the few people that's a, uh, allowed around me the 24 hours before the show. Cause yeah, I'm, you see? I'm you a lunatic with yeah, the know. good ones, yeah, man. Yeah, my brother goes off into his own. Yeah. You know? Especially the important ones. But that's yeah. What's up? So yeah, so we got that. We got the Project Understanding Golf Tournament. Yeah, still looking for a couple coming. sponsors. Hit me up. That's at projectgolfclassic.com. And you can find my email address on there. My phone number's on there. Hit me up. Information on that. And uh, you're listening to The Walkout. So we should sure. give shout-outs to our, our guests. DMV Mike was on earlier. His Much show, love, man. Living on the Ledge. It yeah. could be heard every night here. I think it's at 5 p.m., and right here on the Google's Live Radio Network. And then we also heard from our buddy Donnie Walton, that who was, was cool. earlier in the night. He's probably, he says that he stays up late, but I bet he's asleep by now. He's out there in the woods, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. he's probably scared now. But I bet, I bet the sound of my voice helped him mellow out. He's in sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great thing before. Okay. Yeah. We have enough time. Um, so, great story about Donnie. Donnie's never done drugs or drank alcohol or anything like that, right? Right. So, he goes and gets some dentist work done, like his, his wisdom teeth taken out. And he has uh, the, the whatever you call it. The, you know, the medicine. That oh, yeah. Like, no, whatever they call it. The Novocaine, yeah. whatever it is. But they, but they put him out. So he's never been even slightly high before in his life. Never even probably had a sugar high because he's been very regimented his whole life. Right. Right. And he calls me and he's like, <laughs> he's like out of his mind because he's on the, and he decides to FaceTime me. <laughs> he's like, oh, wow. Well, on that laughing, on that sleeping guy, whatever that guy's laughing. And he's, yeah, and he's going back and he's really emotional. It was just so great. I always want to do some <laughs> So awesome. So, anyways, Donnie, we appreciate you checking we in. We really do, Donald. Thank you. And brother, I appreciate you checking in too. You already know, man. Good show. In. Yeah, great show, man. Good times. Good times. Yeah, the two hours went by really quick. Oh yeah, for sure. It was we you would have never even known. Good times. And uh I, I look forward to getting back at you next week. You already know it. All right, thank you for listening to the walkout on the Giggles Live Radio Network on behalf of my co-host Mark the Young. I'm Big Tom McLean. Mm. Mm-hmm.